Welcome to the Daily Boogie. Yes! Yes, 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 yes. Fuck yeah. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, everybody. Oh, we're going to have fun tonight. I can't wait. I'm jumping around in my chair, man. We are going to have such a great time together, you and I. Thank you for joining us, everyone. Get your beverage of choice. I have an assortment of beverages tonight. Because tonight we're going to be doing an old favourite. The ironic headline drinking game coming at you later tonight. Thank you so much for joining us on this Tuesday edition of the Daily Boogie. Skull! Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us and welcome to another edition of the Daily Boogie Podcast. I am Boogie Bumper, your host. Probably for the next couple of hours tonight, it's going to be a long one. I'm keeping the voice very well lubricated today because I know we've got a long shift ahead of us. We've got a long night ahead of us. A long night of frivolity, a long night of fun, a long night of potential degeneracy by the time we get to the end of it. I can't wait. Thank you so much for joining us. It's an absolute pleasure to be with you. So much to get through. Um, t- the early part of tonight, we're going to do a little bit of follow-up from yesterday. Let me tell you how uh, tonight's going to be run down. The early part of tonight, we're going to do a little bit of follow-up from yesterday. Um, yesterday, I gave you a whole bunch of predictions about how the press was going to react, what they needed the story to be how they were going to manipulate the story. And today, I have not been disappointed. I'm going to show you wall-to-wall consensus. And I'm going to prove, finally, without a shadow of a doubt, that these people that, you know, we have... That politicians have feared for 40 or 50 years, at least. They feared the press, ladies and gentlemen. The average citizen has held them in such high regard. I'm going to show you that these people are more predictable than Sunrise as we nailed it line for line just 24 hours ago what the stories were going to be today. We're going to run through it and we're going to have a lot of laughs along the way. I'm also going to uh, play a little clip uh, tonight of a far left uh, individual. His individual politics are so far left, buses don't go there. He's further left than Bernie Sanders although he's, he's quite popular with large sections of the internet. And I haven't watched him for about 12 months, so we're going to dip in and have a look and see what this fellow's got to say for himself after the events of the last 48 hours. But more importantly than all of that, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, tonight, as you know, the Donald Trump rally begins in about an hour from now. And we're going to do something. We're going to do an old favorite that people love that we haven't done for a long time. Because I'm, I'm going to put my hand up. I'm going to be honest with you. I haven't watched a Donald Trump rally in probably a year. Haven't watched it. Um, it was getting very samey. You know, the same kind of, oh, look at the unemployment figures. Look at Wall Street. Uh, we're bringing jobs back. We're going to build the wall. Like that's usual stuff. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to check out for a while. But I have a feeling that tonight is going to be one of the ones that you'll want to watch. (laughs) Considering what's been happening over the last 48 hours, I think Donald Trump tonight might just empty the clip. He may just empty the mag. 
metaphorically, of course. So I want to watch it with you. So what we're going to do, um, I'm going to keep a close eye on it. When the Trump, when the Trump, when the Don steps out on stage, uh, we will say goodbye to the Periscope and YouTube audience at that point. And then just for the DLive fam, we're going to stream the Donald Trump rally and do live commentary of it. And we're going to play the ironic headline drinking game. If you don't know what the ironic, ironic headline drinking game is, uh, basically, you have to come up with sarcastic headlines based on what Donald Trump is saying. So, for example, if Donald Trump says something like, uh, we've lowered female unemployment, then if you put in the chat something like breaking, so you have to assume the role of CNN or MSNBC. So Donald Trump says, we've got record low female unemployment. You put in the, put in the chat box breaking, uh, Donald Trump is forcing women into the workplace against their will. You know what I mean? You have to turn positives into negatives. Pretend you're a CNN headline writer. And then if, it, if, if it's a successful one, everybody has a drink. Trust me, you'll be falling over drunk by the end of it. Because <laughs> there's going to be a lot of them. So the ironic headline drinking game tonight, ladies and gentlemen. After So we're going to do the, the normal show until about 7 o'clock. And then we're going to go just on DLive. So if you want to join in for that, if you want to watch the Trump rally with us, we usually have a lot of laughs, have a lot of fun, then please head to DLive.tv forward slash Boogie Bumper and be with us when the when the Donald comes out. And we'll have a, have a little bit of a laugh along the way, shall we? Thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you'd like to become a supporter of the show, please head over to Patreon.com forward slash Boogie Bumper. Become a subscriber by hitting the subscribe button on your preferred podcast player. And of course, if you would like to have a drink on me, then you can do so by following me on Twitter. And if you would like to leave a tip in the tip jar, then the preferred way to do that, ladies and gentlemen, would be to head over to DLive, grab yourself some lemons and slip those lemons into my fruit bowl. I will be adding to the chest during the show and opening the chest at the end of it. So you might get paid off just by watching on DLive. You can chat on DLive, absolutely dlive.tv slash boogie bumper to join us for the Donald Trump rally. So let's get into it, shall we? Um, I'll tell you what, let's kick it off with this. I, I think on his way to Pennsylvania for tonight's rally, uh, Donald Trump did one of his usual, I'm going to talk beneath the sound of a rotary engine so barely anybody can hear me. <laughs> It's gonna be a great rally. He loves this move. Chatting to the press as he's walking to his ride, walking to his lift. So I, I haven't seen this clip yet. I don't know. This is the first uh, time I've seen Donald Trump live in front of a camera ever since uh, this morning where the Democrats announced their articles of impeachment. So let's see what the Don's got to say for himself. Oh, it's a jet engine. Pardon me. Look at the pretty wet out here. <laughs> We're going to Hershey, Pennsylvania tonight. We have a big rally, a lot of people. He's, he's hitting the Hershey Highway. Look at the way he walked up to the press. That was very ominous indeed. You know what it needs? How about how about a bit of this? We're going to Hershey, Pennsylvania tonight. We have a big rally, a lot of people. 
Tremendous lines, great enthusiasm. There's never been this enthusiasm, in my opinion, for the Republican Party. Uh, the Republicans have stuck together. There's a witch hunt. It's a terrible thing. But even the Democrats, they couldn't find very much. You are a member of the Rebel and, Alliance and a traitor. Frankly, a very weak. And they're very weak. Also, they approved today of all days. We've been waiting a year. And they approved today the USMCA. And I call that the silver lining to impeachment. Because <laughs> without the impeachment, they would have never approved it, in my opinion. <laughs> I put that out as a thought bubble on Twitter earlier. If you didn't catch it, I, I put out a little poll. It's just a thought that I had. I could be wrong. I usually am. Um, I said, you know, do you think that the timing of the announcement of the Democrats supporting the UMCA, like just minutes after they announced their articles of impeachment, do you think was that was so they could construct the argument, hey, this is, this is a non-political thing we're doing here. See, it's non-political. We support the trade deal. We're the good guys. We can look past the impeachment and say, yes, it's a good trade deal, but he's a treacherous villain. You know what I mean? The timing just seemed a little too perfect after the trade deal's been sitting on Nancy Pelosi's desk for months and months and months and months collecting dust. They just happened to pull it out of the drawer today, just minutes after they announced they want to impeach the guy officially. How convenient. Let's keep on with the Don. Uh, the impeachment is the reason they approved it. And interestingly, uh, one hour after the news conference, they went out and did a news conference on the big trade deal, the great trade deal, one of the greatest <laughs> trade deals ever made for our country. And the reason is they wanted to muffle down the impeachment because they're embarrassed by it and they couldn't get the votes. And that's exactly what happened. So it's a terrible thing when they do something like that. But now it goes to, I guess, a vote. And I assume Great comment in the chat by Haley. Only Trump would say his impeachment is the greatest impeachment of all time. <laughs> you know... You know, there's been, I think, what, three other impeachments in the history of our beautiful country, a tremendous country. And, you know, none of the impeachments have ever had the kind of attention that Donald Trump impeachments get. Have you seen the crowds that turn up to a Donald Trump impeachment hearing? They have to line up out the door. There's no more spots at a Donald Trump impeachment hearing. You can't get in. You can't get tickets to these things. You know, people have a great time at the Donald Trump impeachment hearings. I heard, I hear uh, Owen Schroyer was really excited to be there yesterday. He's put a little video up on, on the Twitter, on the YouTube. It's a great, great impeachment hearing, tremendous impeachment hearing. Zoom, uh, they will probably have to have the votes. They're very weak articles. Uh, but very importantly, today we get USMCA. And that's going to be a great thing for our farmers, our manufacturers. All right. Yeah, he seems really stressed. <laughs> I'm going to get the USMCA. It's tremendous for our farmers. Isn't that a beautiful pause? Isn't that a lovely... Sh Grab that one. Put that one up on the refrigerator. Jerry Nadler, ladies and gentlemen, looking very sure of himself, very confident as he stepped to the dais today. The world waiting with bated breath to hear the announcement that would change the world forever. Thank you, Madam Speaker. 
Over the last several months, months, the investigative committees of the House have been engaged in an impeachment inquiry into mm. President Donald Trump's efforts to solicit foreign interference in the 2020 elections. Efforts that compromised our national security what? and threatened the integrity of our elections. Ah. Throughout this inquiry, he has attempted to conceal the evidence from Congress and from the American people. Our president holds the ultimate... I, I'm, I'm still trying to... I'm sorry. Sorry to harp on this point. How is it threatening national security? Like, just say, just say it's true. And Donald Trump was withholding foreign aid to the Ukraine, which apparently we've been led to believe would go towards fighting a war against Russia in the Ukraine or something in exchange for uh, an opening an investigation into Joe Biden. Just say that that was true. How is that threatening national security exactly? I don't quite get that. I don't quite understand. What, are, you, are we afraid of angry Ukrainians or something? Like, can anybody figure that out? Can anybody explain that to me? Public trust. When he betrays that trust and puts himself before country, he endangers the Constitution, he endangers our democracy, Ooh. and he endangers our national security. Again with the national security. The framers of the Constitution the framers. described a clear remedy for presidents who so violate their oath of office. Which was? That is the power of impeachment. Good. Good. You go they, get him. Jerry! 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 You go get him, Tiger. In service to our duty to the Constitution. Go get him, to champ. Our country. I love, I love that they've, they've dusted off the American flags now, finally, the Democrats. They can't go anywhere without an American flag being in shot. Have you noticed that over the last few weeks? The House Committee on the Judiciary is introducing two articles of impeachment charging the President of the United States, Donald J. Trump, with committing high crimes and misdemeanors. The first article is for abuse of power. It is an impeachable offense mm. for the president to exercise the powers of his public office mm. to obtain an improper personal benefit right. while ignoring or in injuring, injuring the national interest. Injuring the national that interest. That is exactly what President Trump did. <laughs> Many people would say not forking over uh, foreign aid money is in the national interest, is actually helping the national interest, but that's a moot point at this point when he solicited and pressured Ukraine to interfere in our 2020 presidential election. <laughs> there was no pressure. There was no push. There was no push. No pressure. No push. Shut up. Shut up, Mr. Zelensky. He pressured you, okay? No, no, no. There was no pressure. There was no push. There was a push. Stop lying. Stop defending the president, Mr. President. <laughs> so dumb. Thus damaging our national security, undermining the integrity of the next election. <laughs> I, I just love that the guy is essentially getting impeached for something that hasn't happened yet. You know what I mean? He's getting impeached for uh, screwing with the election that is still 18 months away. He's getting impeached for future crimes. The election hasn't happened yet. We need to impeach Donald Trump so he doesn't do something at the next election. 
What? He's undermining the integrity of an election that hasn't happened yet. That's a new one. High crimes and misdemeanors in the future. That's what he's being. <laughs> that's what he's being impeached for. Potential high crimes and misdemeanors sometime in the next twelve months. So we need to get rid of him now, just to be safe, to protect the constitution against something which may happen in the future at some point, potentially, maybe. And violating his oath to the American people. Violating. These actions, moreover, are consistent with President Trump's previous invitations of foreign interference in our 2016 presidential... (laughs) The previous invitation was, Russia, if you've got the emails, can we have them? Can we have a look at those emails? Of course, being sarcastic, but that doesn't matter at this point. Um, what an absolute shit show. So this led me to, for the first time in probably two years, probably two years, political red flag laws, says Ambelina. <laughs> for the first time in probably two years, I saw Scott Adams pop up on my timeline. And I was like, ah, oh, Scott. I haven't seen Scott for a while. I wonder what Scott's been up to. I haven't watched him in a long time. Uh, Scott Adams, his personal politics, he'll tell you himself, his personal politics are further left than Bernie Sanders. It always used to amuse me when, um, you know, Donald Trump supporters and MAGA supporters would come out and say, I don't think he's a real Trump supporter because I'd look at them like, no shit, mate. (laughs) He He never said he was MAGA. You know, he never said he was a conservative. He's always said that he's a far, far left guy. But I I think he just likes the way the president does what he does. He likes his mannerisms. He likes the way he approaches things. You know, I don't think he necessarily just turned into a, you know, a Christian conservative overnight because he's not. His personal politics is so far left, buses don't go there. It's right off the edge of the cliff. He's always been open about that. I just think he likes Donald Trump. Two very different things, right? So it always used to amuse me. He's not a real conservative. Yeah, no, you're not. You're not kidding. Wow, you are very perceptive, comrade. So I thought I'd just tune in to see what Scott's got to say because I haven't heard from him in a couple of years. So he's watched uh, this whole presentation with Jerry Nadler and Nancy Pelosi and Adam Schiff uh, talk about why they want to impeach Donald Trump. <laughs> Another good comment from Haley. Hard leftist men are always skinny. That's true. You never see a fat communist. Historically, it's because uh, they were starving to death most of the time. In the modern day, I'm not so sure. Maybe it's the vegan thing, perhaps. There are fat communists, but on the female side. Isn't that funny? So the fat communists are only females. The female communists are obese and overweight. But the male communists are always skinny with their ribs hanging out. They're a perfect match. Two, ho- two, two halves of a whole. The power of many. So let's see what Scott's got to say. All right. Well, you, you probably all know that uh, the Democrats have gone ahead with their articles of impeachment. And even though I expected it, not just expected it, but it was just everybody assumed it. There wasn't even any doubt. Even though I knew the day was coming, I did not anticipate how I would feel about it. (laughs) And how I feel about it, I'm not worried because, you know, everything's... Fucking Twitter videos, man. 
fucking Twitter video. I tell you. God damn it. What a piece of shit. Bum, 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 bum. Watching him uh, on CNN. Fucking Twitter video, mate. Have a look at yourself, Twitter. I was overcome with hatred. <laughs> and I don't really spend a lot of time hating anything. There are things I... He really, he really doesn't hate anybody or anything. He never talks about hate. Even people that come out and say the most horrible things about this guy. I remember he would just kind of laugh like, <laughs> okay. He really doesn't care. He's got enough money to not care what people think. You know what I mean? He he writes his he writes his books. He does his cartoons. He he lives his own life. He really doesn't care. Scott Adams is a disgusting, bigoted, racist individual. I wish you had got cancer and died. He'd be like, <laughs> all right, because <laughs> he's high all the time as well. That's the other thing. The guy's constantly high, so nothing really ruffles his feathers. I, I hope a comet hits Scott Adams' house and turns his insides out and wipes out everyone that he loves. And then his family members get raped by aliens who are riding the comet. <laughs> That's pretty creative, man. It's pretty imaginative. You should, like, uh, do a comic strip or something. <laughs> anyway, and he'll just get back to He doesn't really care about anything. Today is the first day that Scott Adams legitimately felt hatred. <laughs> this is beautiful. I prefer things I dislike, things that need to be criticized. But rarely, if ever, do I feel a genuine feeling of hatred. <laughs> and when I watched Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and Nancy... Oh, fuck you, Twitter! God damn it! Come on, man. You are harshing my buzz right now. Bum, 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 yeah, bum, 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 bum. We get it. Hey, everybody. Get in here. Let me print out my notes here while we're waiting. Maybe if I. Well, 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 well. Unbelievable. God, I just, I wanted to play like two minutes of it. Is that so hard? Bum, bum, bum. That the government did that I didn't think was a good idea. And knowing that they were acting, that just triggered something in me. Triggered. Had I thought for even the smallest moment that they believed what they were saying and that it was for the good of the country and all that, if I'd believed it even a little bit, I would have said, eh, benefit of a doubt. Maybe they think it is for the good of the country. They do not think it's for the good of the country. It's transparent. It's bad acting. It's disgusting. And I fucking hate them. <laughs> I've never hated my government before. It actually happened today. This is the first time. <laughs> you know, I, I lived through the Vietnam War. Wasn't happy about that. <laughs> I didn't even hate my government during the Vietnam War, even though I really wasn't happy about it. I don't know. Is it up on BitChute yet? Someone was saying, use the BitChute channel. I don't even know if he has one. I've never, I've never tried. We'll see if he's on there. We'll do this. We'll do this live. This is very, very entertaining stuff. Because this one was only recorded this morning. So I don't even know if it'll be up yet or not. Sometimes it takes BitChute, you know, three and a half years to upload a video. So 
No, I can't find him. I can't find him. Not to worry. Uh, let's move on. I just, I just thought that was funny. I wish I could have shown you more. <laughs> this is the first, and I'm watching him, and because he he's, he delivers it in such a laid back way. Like you still don't really know if he has any sort of highs or lows emotionally. I don't think he does. I think he's an emotional flatliner. But it's just so nonchalant, like. And I'm watching him, uh, you know, give this uh, acting there, thinking. I, you know, they're not doing it for the good of the country. They're acting. They don't mean it. And I fucking hate them. <laughs> I just fucking hate them, man. I didn't even like the Vietnam War. You know, I didn't like that. I didn't hate them then. Didn't hate the government. But today, I, I fucking hate them, man. I fucking hate them. Someone's saying on YouTube. All right, I'll check Scott Adams' YouTube. That's the best way to express hate, I think. Not by screaming, not by getting irate, not by going over the top. Just, you know, very coldly, very calmly. Even even like in a in an endearing way. Say, yeah, man, you know. I, like I never felt this way before, but I kind of fucking hate your guts right now. <laughs> yeah, I thank you for the tip. I think that was Obi. Thanks for that. There he is, up on YouTube. No problem. Good, good old YouTube, who's about to ban everybody off the channel in the next couple of weeks. <laughs> Why does it have to be the most reliable source? God damn it! Adam Schiff and Jerry Nadler and Nancy Pelosi, and then I'm going to throw Jeffrey Tubin in there as I was just watching him uh, on CNN. I don't think it's just that they disagree. I don't think it's just that they're on a team doing things I wish they weren't do, doing. There's something about this group of people that makes me fucking hate them. <laughs> like, I actually hate their guts. And I've never hated a politician in my life. In fact, I didn't even hate these politicians yesterday. Yesterday. <laughs> there was something about watching them stand in front of the country. Just today. He, he... And knowing that they were acting. Let the hate flow through you. I can feel your anger. That just triggered something in me. He's, tur he's turning to the dark side, ladies and gentlemen. This is a momentous day. Had I thought for even the smallest moment that they believed what they were saying and that it was for the good of the country and all that, if I'd believed it even a little bit, I would have said, eh, benefit of a doubt. Maybe they think it is for the good of the country. They do not think it's for the good of the country. It's transparent. It's bad acting. It's disgusting. And I fucking hate them. <laughs> I've never hated my government before. It actually happened today. This is the first time. Today. Today was the day. You know, I, I lived through the <laughs> Vietnam War. Wasn't happy about that. He's, he's on the road to, like, uh, extreme libertarianism. It always starts this way. Libertarians, like I'm, I'm more libertarian-minded myself. But depending on the issue, I can go full fash if I have to. But a very select, a very select few issues where I'm like, yeah, 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 freedom of liberty and all that stuff. Can we not just kick all of these people out now? You know what I mean? But for most things, I'm very libertarian, very laissez-faire kind of guy, like live and let live kind of thing. But it always starts with one of these moments. 
you know, you have, you're an idealist, you have these, you know, these prophetic ideas about how to make the world a better place. You, you go on these long talks about healthcare and regulation and taxation and you want to reform things and you believe, you believe that it can be done. You believe in the, you know, the, the duty and the, you know, the, 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 the passion and the pride that people have in their elected representatives. You believe in the great work that they're doing. But every libertarian story starts with a moment like this where you get to a point where your eyes are opened and you just realize you sit back in your chair, like you let out a sigh and you go, I hate all of these fucking people. They are all fucking liars and I hate their guts, all of them. And your heart breaks and, and a libertarian is born from that moment. <laughs> I was not happy about the Vietnam War. I, I, was, not, I was not happy about the Vietnam War. That the government did that I didn't think was a good idea. I lived through the Iraq War. Not a fan. Wasn't a fan. But I'll tell you, <laughs> nothing. Not a fan. Made me Wasn't a fan. Made angry until today. Now, everything's going to be fine. And the Democrats have basically collected themselves together to run into a narrow ravine where Trump and his supporters will machine gun them. Yeah, Brett Hart, uh, Brett Harris in the chat. Then you invite Bill Browder to speak and you're surprised when you go to hell after you die. Um, Brett Harris, if you don't follow on, tu- uh, on Twitter, if you want to know more about the um, Bill Browder situation, Brett Harris is across it like nobody else on Twitter. Like that's his thing. That's his pony. I don't know enough about it. But every now and then, um, Brett will send me something to read or send me a clip or something, and I watch it. I'm like, oh, yeah, fuck, huh? Because there's a there's a debate happening in Australia right now. Um, the Labor Party, which is like the centre-left union party, they want to bring in the Magnitsky Act, which is, you know, uh, Bill Browder's baby. And for the lay, um, you know, political watcher who doesn't really know the story behind it, you would just say, oh, what? what? We're uh, protecting human rights? That sounds good. You know, rubber stamp. But as so often is the case with these things, what is what is packaged nicely on the outside usually contains a box of stinking turds. You know what I mean? So the story, I, even if you don't really know the backstory, there are enough sort of questions raised by how this law came into effect and how it was adopted so widely across so many countries, which I think warrants further investigation. So, and if you are curious about that, especially if you're in Australia, because now would be the time to start asking those questions, um, give Brett Harris a follow on Twitter because he covers it like nobody else. So, I'm not talking uh, literally, figuratively. Figuratively, they set themselves up for the worst um, election cycle that maybe we've ever seen. It could actually flip Congress. I don't know if it will, but I'm I think not predicting it might. that. But I don't know if the rest of you are having a reaction to anything like the one I'm having right now. <laughs> Can you tell me in the comments? <laughs> yeah, did you, did something flip in your head the way it did in mine when the I just moment. watched this despicable bunch of fucking assholes? Oh, it's the it's it's coming to him. It's coming to him. That moment of libertarianism, ladies and gentlemen despicable bunch of fucking assholes. I hate my fucking government. 
The black shirt is in the mail, Scott. Welcome aboard, son. Finally. Congratulations. <laughs> He's back. A new libertarian is born. Happy birthday, Scott. See the world with your new cynical, distrusting eyes where you realise that every politician is a worthless piece of shit who's just hungry for power and doesn't give one single fuck about the people who vote for them. Welcome aboard, son. It's an absolute pleasure to have you. Um, This was, who's this guy again? Al Green. I miss the real Al Green. This Al Green has got nothing on the real Al Green. The real Al Green got me laid more than a few times. This Al Green, I mean, you know, my penis retracts into my abdomen when I hear him. It has the exact opposite effect. It puts a clamp-like vice over vaginas when he speaks. But here he is uh, saying what's going to happen if the Republicans don't pass, if the Republicans don't vote guilty on impeachment in the Senate. Have a listen to this. This will be no, no surprise to anybody watching this. Actions. So I do believe that if the Senate does not convict, other articles of impeachment may be considered. Currently, we're considering two articles of impeachment, abuse of power and obstruction of Congress. Huh? Huh? But there's much more, <laughs> much more to be considered. Hang on. If there's much more, why aren't we doing it now, Al? Mr. Green, if there's much more to be considered, why aren't those considerations already on the table, sir? Well, you know, if we if we don't impeach him now, if we don't impeach him because of this, then we're just going to re-impeach him again and try something else. We'll just bring up something else. That'll work. You know what they say, if it doesn't work the first time, try, try again. Representative Al Green, ladies and gentlemen. Um, before we get to the president, I think we've got about 25 minutes or so, probably half an hour. I did want to do a little bit of catch up from yesterday. So as I said on the show yesterday, the whole point, the whole the whole framing of the IG report, the corporate press and the Democrats have to make a story. They, and the story has to be that Donald Trump was wrong. And the way that they were portraying this story was, oh, well, see, they said that there was no bias. Anybody who's been listening to this show for any length of time knows that I've been saying for the longest time, forget about political bias. Bias is irrelevant. Bias is unimportant. Bias is practically impossible to prove. It's not about bias. It's about what people do in their capacity in their job, right? So do, did they act unethically? Did they break protocols? Did they break rules? Did they break the law? That's what's important. What they personally think about the person is completely and utterly irrelevant. And like I said, it's basically impossible to prove. So it's a dead end. But all it is, it becomes a straw man that's easily torn down for the corporate press. So I said, you watch. Because every headline is only going to focus on the bias element of the IG report. They're not going to delve into the into the meat of it. They're not going to delve into the 17 separate occasions where the process was corrupted. They're not going to delve into that. If they do do it, they'll do it like lip service. They'll just pay a little bit of lip service. Well, you know, mistakes were made. But the real story here is that Donald Trump was wrong. They need the story to be Donald Trump was wrong and not the process was wrong. 
because if the story is the process is wrong, then suddenly Donald Trump is right. You see how this works? So the process, the process is wrong as a narrative can't be allowed to permeate out there. This morning and during the day, watching the corporate press as I do because I'm a sadist and I hate myself, watching the corporate press, it was wall to wall, both barrels, relentless. It was covering fire from morning to night. Donald Trump was wrong. Donald Trump was wrong. Donald Trump was wrong. Ah, a few mistakes were made, but that's not the point. The real point is Donald Trump was wrong. Donald Trump was wrong. Donald Trump was wrong. Exactly as we predicted it would be 24 hours ago. Down to a T. So I want to make you feel uh, as nauseous as I felt today. Let's open the floor up, shall we, to James Comey speaking with Anderson Cooper. I hope you've taken your medication. I hope you've got a stiff drink available. I'm starting light today on the summer beverage, the summer beer, Forex Summer. It's a light, refreshing drop. Mm. I fear I may have to switch to the whiskey after this or perhaps a spiced rum. But let's see uh, Anderson Cooper giving the most softball interview that James Comey has ever had, trying to garner sympathy on CNN earlier today. When you heard what the report said, did you, do you think this is vindication? It is. I mean, the FBI's <laughs> had to wait two years while the president and his followers lied about the... <laughs> We're vindicated. <coughs> We're vindicated. 17 separate occasions when we presented evidence to get the surveillance warrant on Carter Page, we either made shit up or left shit out that proved that these people were innocent of the things that we were going after them for. 17 different occasions on four separate warrants that were signed off where exculpatory evidence such as... um, so I, I was listening I, again. I haven't listened to these people for the last twelve months, but it's days like this where you tune into the old things that you used to listen to. I listened to Bongino this morning, like fifteen minutes of it, and he was just talking about the part where uh, George Papadopoulos was being recorded by somebody. Uh, uh, we find out later, uh, working for the American intelligence agencies. He was being recorded secretly, and he said to this person something like. There, I have, there has been no indication whatsoever that the Trump campaign has tried to reach out to Russia or collude with Russia in any way, shape or form. There's been no contact. But that particular statement, that particular quote, which they have a recording of, never made its way into the evidence pool. They just swept that shit under the rug. They pretended like it didn't happen. They didn't tell anybody's lawyer. They didn't tell the judge. They just pretended like it didn't happen. That would be one of the 17 incidents. Just one. More to the point, William Barr came out yesterday and said, if you actually read the report, they consistently found exculpatory evidence. That doesn't mean they found one or two things that proved that the people they were chasing were innocent of the crimes that they were being chased for. That means everything that they found proved that the people were innocent of the crimes that they were being chased for consistently exculpatory evidence was being left out. These are horrendous things. The guy, there's a lawyer right now who is being charged with altering documents in order to get the FISA warrant. 
a crime of the highest order in law enforcement. Making shit up. And James Comey has the balls to get on cable news and gaslight the shit out of the world with a straight face. Well, it's it feels like vindication, Anderson. We've been waiting two years to prove that Donald Trump was wrong. That's the key here. Remember, forget about all that other shit. The main story is Donald Trump was wrong. The institution, finally the truth gets told. I hope finally it's not too the late, truth but on all told. the important things, it tells the truth. Do you worry it's... <laughs> on all the important things, it tells the truth. You see what he's doing here? The important things are, according to the corporate press, there was no political bias. That's the important things. What about all those other things? What about all those other things that we were talking about? Well, mistakes were made. It's not that important. Mistakes happen. Watch the, watch the way he addresses the mistakes, the quote-unquote mistakes, the errors, the mishandlings. It's going to get sort of missed or recharacter, you know, characterized in a different way. Obviously, the White House has already made a statement, which we'll talk about in a minute. I worry it's not only going to get distorted, it's going to get missed by people in the rush of the other news we have. People have internalized the lies they've heard. Good people have... <laughs> you know, I feel sorry for you people out there who believed that we did the wrong thing. You have internalized the lies. You've internalized the propaganda. It's not your fault. You're good people. You've been fed garbage by this horrible, awful president and the horrible, awful surrogates who have been saying the most horrible, awful things about me and my department. You've internalized the hate and the lies. It's not your fault. You're good people. Sorry, it's just, I just need a crowbar to extract James Comey's lips from my asshole. Hang on. Get off there. Get off there. He's like a sucker fish. Get the hell off. Believe when a president says something. So they've heard treason. They've heard spying. They've heard informants in the campaign mm, for yep, two years. Yep. Are they going to pay attention now is my great worry. I think I heard you. I read that you'd said that your mother. <laughs> you don't want them paying attention, James. Trust me. <laughs> law uh, in a care facility who's 89 believed you were going to jail. Oh, based my on what God. <laughs> Did you hear that? Did you hear that? <laughs> and James, could you, for a moment, James, if you could, could you please speak about your poor old 89-year-old mother in the care home? How did she take the news? How How is she feeling right now? You know, they were saying that you were going to jail. They, they were saying awful things about you, James. Your poor dear old mother in the care home. Can you speak to a moment about her feelings, her state of mind during this ordeal? It's fucking sickening, isn't it? Uh, in a care facility, it was 80. Shameless. It's shameless. So they've heard treason. They've heard spying. They've heard informants in the campaign for two years. Are they going to pay attention now is my great worry. I think I heard you. I read that you'd said that your mother-in-law uh, in a care facility was 89 <laughs> believed you were going to jail yeah. based on what she'd seen on yep. television. Every time we would visit, she would express that worry. And I would tell her, look, it's all made up. There's zero chance of that. But she believes what she sees on television. And she's not unlike millions of others who are drinking this in for two years. Drinking it in. I go to get its reputation. Drinking the Kool-Aid. Wow. Poor old mum. We have to talk about this result. The Inspector General report did find uh, serious problems. 
Now comes the lip service moment. 17 specific uh, incidences, particularly about the Pfizer process. Um, and from the report, it says that so many basic and fundamental errors were made by three separate handpicked teams. And one of the most. This is breathtaking. Watch the way he responds to this stuff. The important stuff, the actual important stuff. Look at the way he just he just brushes it aside. Sensitive FBI investigations that was briefed to the highest levels within the FBI. It's breathtaking. And that FBI officials expected would eventually be subjected to close scrutiny, raised significant questions regarding the FBI chain of command's management and supervision of the Pfizer process. Yeah, that's really concerning. He, you're right with the number. He found 17 <laughs> significant errors that's in collecting information and sharing information and checking information, and that's a problem. No, 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 no. Not sharing information and collecting information and checking information. No, no, no. You were making shit up and leaving stuff out. That's the way you should present it. Well, there were 17 errors of uh, checking information, and that's, that's a concern. That's a concern for us. <laughs> Problem. That's one of the good things that comes out of IG reports. Huh? You find problems, and he found problems that have... It's a good thing! <laughs> yes! Yes! <laughs> no, no, no. See... The real story here, ladies and gentlemen, is that there was no bias. Therefore, everything that Donald Trump said is wrong now. Okay, you get that? And, I, you know, you're talking about these 17 separate occasions where, you know, there was some kind of error with checking information. Well, I mean, it's a good thing that this came up because now we can fix it. It's a good thing. Thank you for bringing those little mistakes up. Those little simple oversights, thank you for bringing that to our attention. We really appreciate it. It's a good thing. But the main thing here is Donald Trump was wrong. And you're all wrong. And you've been drinking the Kool-Aid. You've been internalizing the lies. And if, please, spare a thought for my dear mother-in-law, 89 years old, living in a care home. She thought I was going to jail. I mean, have a little sympathy for her. It's not her fault. She's been lied to. Constantly. Everybody's lying at you. It's awful. But thank you for finding those mistakes. Uh, Jeffrey Tubin. We have with us former FBI general counsel uh, Jim Baker. Um, oh, Jim Baker, you are pardon me. not singled out for any specific criticism, but the report does make clear uh, that, that uh, Mr. Horowitz, the inspector general, thinks that the FBI failed when it came to the administering of these FISA warrants that too much... Space for, uh, Force Droid in the chat. Why do I get a red dot by my avatar? I think that's because you are the top contributor in the DLive chat. So thank you for your very generous donations. Like I said, if you'd like to leave a tip for the show, um, please head over to DLive.tv slash Boogie Bumper. Grab yourself some lemons. Put your, put your sweet, sourly lemons in my bowl, honey. Stuff was either left out. Hold the sugar because I'm sweet enough. Or uh, misleadingly presented uh, to the court. So do you accept the... What the inspector general is saying? <laughs> I'm accepting what the ex inspector general is saying in the report. I think there are two big groups of conclusions. One is, uh, as, as uh, Evan was just saying. Remember what I said yesterday. What do they need the main story to be? It was not a politically motivated investigation. No and bias. it was properly uh, predicated. Now, if the, the, there were enough facts <laughs> to support under the attorney general guidelines, us going forward with the, that investigation, it would have been as, as... See, again, do you see the way that they are manipulating this thing? Well, there was enough facts to go ahead with the uh, investigation. We, we ticked all the boxes. There was enough facts. 
But the report itself says that you left out facts that would have made those facts redundant. And other facts that led to the investigation kicking off the surveillance, in, uh, you know, the, the surveillance uh, operation, you made shit up. This, this kind of lawyer trick stuff. Well, I mean, the report says that the, the investigation was started because we had enough facts. But then he doesn't address that later in the report, they say that 17 occasions facts were left out and facts were fucking made up. They were making shit up to get that surveillance warrant. Doesn't mention it. Funny, though. Oh, thank you for the diamond, Adbar. As others have said, you know, malpractice for us uh, not to have opened this particular investigation. There was, the, the investigation was not a hoax. All these statements that the investigation was a hoax are just are and have been wrong this whole time. The investigation was not a coup or a coup attempt. It was not sedition. It was not treason. It was none of that stuff. That, that people have said for a long time. But, what, so, it, it, but having said that, look, he does point out many mistakes that were made with respect to uh, errors, omissions uh, in the FISA process, and those are unacceptable. And I'm not going to sit here and try to defend those. Those, <laughs> those have, to, have to be addressed. They should be addressed, both with respect to the individuals involved. Yes. And then, as I understand, the director of the FBI, Chris Ray, yeah. is taking a hard look at changing policies and procedures. Oh, don't worry, guys. Rest easy. Put your, put your soft little heads, your Kool-Aid drinking internalized lie heads easy on your pillow tonight. Don't worry. Chris Ray's got this shit. Chris Ray's going to handle it. He's going to change some policies and procedures to make sure that these kinds of oversights and mishandlings of information, which are purely accidental, he's going to make sure that these things never, ever happen again. Never, ever, ever. But the main story here is, let's not forget, that there was no bias. Therefore, everything that you've been saying for the last two years is completely false. Pay no, exactly, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. These things will be addressed. These little mistakes that happen along the way. You know, it's a big organisation. We can't be on top of everything. Sometimes these, these kinds of oversights, these errors and omissions... Why, they just happen. They just happen. Doesn't matter if you're investigating John Smith, who runs the local, you know, barber shop, or the President of the United States. You know, the mistakes happen. But the main thing here is uh, Donald Trump is wrong, and there's no story here. <laughs> Some, sometimes you have to pinch yourself and say, like, are they really treating everybody this way? Do they really think everyone is this stupid? But then you have a Scott Adams moment and you sit back and you realise, yes, unfortunately, large amounts of the population are this stupid, especially when you get into conversations about this topic with other people and they start just start spewing the same words that Baker was saying. They start repeating the same words that Comey was just saying on CNN and you're like, oh, shit, all of these people are dim-witted assholes. Damn it. I had so much hope for this species when I was a younger man, when I had ideals. I guess I'm going to have to be an angry libertarian now. Darn it. You just can't win. Uh, Chris Cuomo doubles down. Make no mistake what the president has been telling you about the Russia probe. Here it is. The hoax. And Here it is witch again. Hunt is dead wrong. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
These people are, like I said at the start of the show, these people are more predictable than fucking Sunrise. There, there are no surprises when it comes to this stuff with the corporate press. Make no mistake about it, everything you've heard is wrong. Let's, let's hear more. Not from me. That's according to the Inspector General is at it the really? Trump Department of Justice. Really? Years of ugly yes. conspiracies up in smoke. <laughs> I can't I can't I can't do this <laughs> Years of ugly conspiracies up in smoke Why why Oh because there was no bias There was no political bias therefore Every concern, every question, every, you know, matter of fact dispute that you've had over the last two years on how the warrants were obtained, how the information was obtained, why the surveillance took place in the first place, what was told to the FISA court judge, how the hell did Russian cheap, you know, drug-addled, STD-riddled Russian hookers make their way into the story to piss on Donald Trump's face for some unknown fucking reason? How the hell did that happen? Any concern that you've had over the last two years is just, it's just gone. Forget about it. It's gone. It's over. (laughs) Why? Because there was no bias in 434 pages. Don't read into it. I'm smart, Michael. I'm a smart man. (laughs) Haley in the chat. (laughs) No spying on the Trump camp. No spying. The investigation... Because they use the word informant instead of spy. Therefore, no spy. No spies here, mate. Was lawfully started. No political bias. No bias. There were some errors made along the way, and the new FBI head has a slew of changes to make. believe the disdain that these people have for you like this this is how you treat people when you have utter sheer and utter contempt for your audience sheer and utter contempt i i there's no other way to put it Sure, there was a few errors along the way, but Christopher Ray is going to make a slew of changes. Now, see, this is important. It's, now we can already look to the next talking point. We can already make the next prediction. The only reason that they keep mentioning Christopher Ray as the guy to fix the FBI is because Donald Trump tweeted his fucking name out yesterday and said what a shit job he's doing. Think about it. So in the next few weeks or so, if and when Christopher Ray gets the boot, they're all going to come out and say, Donald Trump is just getting rid of the guy who was trying to fix the problems in the FBI. He's still trying to cover it up. Mark my words. That's what they're doing. They're setting up the next talking point right now. I told you yesterday that um, the way that they were presenting William Barr and his uh, criticism of the IG report, 
So they said William Barr seems to be talking about bias. And then they read a statement from William Barr where he doesn't mention bias at all. Okay. And they were using terms like this unusual statement from William Barr, this very strange William Barr statement. And I said to you, you watch. What they're doing is setting up the next talking point for 24 hours from now where they're just going to accuse William Barr of being a Donald Trump hack, of being a Donald Trump lackey. That's why they're using these terms like unusual and strange and attributing quotes to him which he didn't say because it's about setting up the next rhetorical hit point, right? So 24 hours later, I give you Morning Joe today. But in this case of, of, of Durham, I, I think, I mean, we know, we know Barr will do anything for Donald Trump. He's his Roy Cohn. He's his hack. Uh, we know that. He's already committed perjury before Congress. I'm surprised somebody hasn't moved to disbarring. Because he really <laughs> should be disbarred. And we'll he needs to be disbarred immediately. He's a hack. He's a lackey. He's a Roy Cohn. He should be disbarred. He should be removed. He's already committed perjury. More predictable than Sunrise. These kids. More predictable than Sunrise. And like I've said before, once you see it, you can't unsee it. You will always see it now. So be prepared for the next one. The They'll come out and say that Christopher Ray is the man for the job. He's the only guy who can fix the errors and omissions, the omissions and the errors in oversights in the FBI. And Donald Trump attacking him is just Donald Trump trying to cover up for himself yet again. They'll say that William Barr pointing to John uh, Huber in his purview, which is far more wide in scope than the purview, to use a term from Robert Mueller, uh, than that of the uh, IG's report. They'll say this is just Donald Trump trying, this is just Donald Trump hacks and Donald Trump lackeys who should be disbarred trying to protect their president because he's a tyrant. That'll be the next one. So just try to act surprised when it happens, I think. That's the way to go. Um, I'm looking now to see if uh, the president is out yet. No, we've got Mike Pence. We've got Mike Pence. We've had a great day on the bus. So we'll, we'll hold that there just for a moment. Um, I want to show you a fun story if I can, just while we wait for the president, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this, was, this was fun. Critics sound alarm after video shows men climbing Trump's border wall. Let's have a look. It has taken storm across the internet. New video <laughs> taken by a bystander showing two men climbing the newly replaced southern border fence. This video prompted some criticism, but soon after its release, the Border Patrol said the system worked exactly as designed. Now, they're going to come out and say that this proves that a wall doesn't work. But I would put it to you as a layman, like as an outsider looking in, the very fact that the the crossing of the border now is so slow that somebody can, can set up shop with a camera, get a good camera position and watch these guys for minutes climb over the wall instead of just strolling across a fucking desert proves that the wall is doing what it's meant to do. 
because you can't tell me that it's going to be a lot easier to catch border jumpers if they have to do this every time as opposed to just wandering across wandering across the desert in their own time. You can't tell me that this isn't harder, right? Hmm. Sammy Flaccid said, turn on the electricity. Border Patrol Council's vice president. Just a quick reminder, when the president does come out to start his speech, we will be saying goodbye to our Periscope and YouTube audience. If you want to join us for the president's speech and the ironic headline drinking game, then please join us on DLive, dlive.tv slash boogie bumper. Uh, we usually have a bit of fun, so hopefully you can join us there. And Border Patrol agent Hector Garza. Won't be long now. now. Nice to see you, sir. Appreciate it as always. So... The fence is supposed to, or the wall is supposed to stop people from coming over. And now we have video. Nope, of nope, 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 nope. See the framing? The wall doesn't stop people from coming over. The wall makes it far harder for people to come over. But it's never going to stop. If somebody wants something enough, they'll find a way to do it. But the point is you're trying to make it more difficult to cross the border illegally. That's always been the argument. You can reduce the numbers severely. You can make it far more difficult to get across the border illegally. But stopping it completely? Whole armies can't stop people from entering countries illegally. Look at any foreign invasion. (laughs) You can put tanks and bunkers and trenches around your border if people want to get into your country and are hard enough, they will find a way. So it's a straw man argument. The wall is supposed to stop people coming in illegally. No, no. The wall is supposed to make it far more difficult for people to come in illegally as opposed to just letting them wander across the desert. And next thing you know, hey, I'm in America now. Of a guy coming over the new wall, uh, what gets? So, so it's very important for us to realize that these drug cartels will always try anything to continue their drug smuggling, their human trafficking, uh, their human smuggling. They'll always try something. So that's why it's so important for us. Yes. As war- Pinochet in the chat nails it. It stops thousands of people and slows the rest. Great way of putting it. Agents, to be able to have those resources like physical barriers, uh, proper manpower. But let's talk about this, Leland. This video shows that only manpower. one person made an illegal entry and not multiple people like we've seen in other, other areas where we don't have walls. So this wall actually it works, the technology. But not only that, the hard work, hard work of that Border Patrol agent made a huge difference. And we made sure that this person was apprehended. <laughs> See, Fox News is no better than the rest of them when push comes to shove. Fox News plays that clip and says, well, this proves that the wall doesn't work, right? Look at the guy climbing over it. The wall's supposed to stop that from happening. And the Border Patrol agent gets on and says, well, actually, we caught the guy thanks to that wall. So it did fucking work. (laughs) Yes, yes, but, 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 but they were climbing it. Therefore, it's wrong. It doesn't work anymore, right? Right? Well, no, no, no. Because they had to climb it instead of just walking across, we were able to catch the guy and process him. It worked. <laughs> this from the Washington Post. I mean, look at this guy's hair. Look at that haircut on the left. This is like extremes, isn't it? The haircut on the left, he looks like he is doing a lube and oil change on John Travolta's car in Grease Lightning. 
and the guy on the right's just got all the hair on the bottom half of his face. Isn't it wonderful? It's like yin and yang here. Uh, about a month and a half ago, smugglers are sawing through new sections of Trump's border wall with power tools they're able to buy off the shelf. Is this a design flaw? What what gives you? Because it seems like as the Border Patrol, you guys would want to... Is this a design flaw? Yes, we should have missile turrets on the border instead. <laughs> we should have infrared machine guns, automated machine gun turrets that just mows down men, women and children for within two miles of the border. Is that a better... Would you prefer that design? How about we get some of those satellite laser shit that people have been talking about for the last 20 years and just uh, incinerate people as they get close to the border? Would that work better? Would you prefer that? I mean, because after after this, there's very few options we can take. It all depends on the willpower that you have to defend your own border. A wall that is impenetrable. Yeah, so said it, was again, it just shows that drug cartels will try anything. What's important is that there are, these drug cartels will always try to uh, uh, jump the wall. They'll try to uh, build uh, bigger ladders. But guess what? That's not an excuse for us to stop uh, trying to secure the border. Right, Physical barriers make yeah, a huge difference. <laughs> that's, that's the other thing that blows your mind sometimes. These people say, well, I mean, you know, a guy climbed over the wall, so we shouldn't have it. We shouldn't have a wall. I mean, you may as well just... It's, the argument is you can't stop everybody all the time, so you may as well stop trying. Right? Like, what, what a way to approach sovereignty. Well, you know, we tried to stop illegal immigrants just flooding into our country. We built some walls. We had ice patrols uh, stopping them, and we were pretty successful. You know, we stopped, you know, a couple of thousand a month and we thought we were doing a pretty good job. But every now and then somebody would slither in. Somebody would find a, a gap in the wall. Somebody would get through. So I guess we just have to throw it all out. I guess we better just give up now. Just let them all in. Because, I mean, if we can't stop every single person all the time, 24-7, 365, then what's the point? <laughs> what, what is this bullshit that they're feeding us? What is this rubbish, this insanity that they're trying to pass off as common sense? Like if I was if I was in government and somebody said that to me, I'd look at them and say, are you a fucking idiot? What the hell are you talking about? So what, because we got film of one guy climbing the wall, we should just scrap the whole project? The hell is wrong with you, man? That's That's not how you address border security. Why have airport checks? Every now and then somebody is going to smuggle in some drugs, we better stop checking. Every now and then, a terrorist is going to get on an airplane and, and, and bomb it. Why? We better stop checking people for um, explosives, right? Every now and then, a person is going to drink drive. We better not make it. A, we, we better legalize it. Better let everyone do it all the time because we can't stop them all. So what's the point? Makes good logic solid. Makes sense to me. I know we only have video of one person coming over, but you can't tell me that, that there hasn't been some that you haven't caught, right? <laughs> Now let me point to the evidence that I don't have. <laughs> I know I've only got evidence of of this thing occurring once, but just because it's occurred once, that obviously means that it's occurring all the time, nonstop, 24 hours a day. Am I right? I know I've only got the one incident here that I can show you, but this one incident proves that there are millions of incidents happening constantly. Of course, there's, there's got to be people uh, along the entire uh, uh, border, but again... 
just because people, one guy is jumping the wall or 10 guys, that doesn't mean that we stop trying to secure the border. Well, but but uh, I understand, uh, nobody's arguing, hold on, nobody's arguing that it means uh -huh. you stop trying, but it might. Yes, you are! <laughs> That's exactly what he's trying to argue. <laughs> oh, mate, these these people are unhinged. It's next level. I, sometimes, like I said, sometimes you have to step back and pinch yourself and go, really, this is what's happening now? This is what we're dealing with? Holy shit. Uh, Mike Pence is still speaking. So we've got a little more time here. Tell you what, I've got a couple of articles. How about this? <clears throat> so for some reason, uh, people have been arguing about online porn over the last couple of days. Don't worry, don't 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 hit the X button. Don't hit the X button just yet. I want to show you something here. I want to know when the porn companies became companies with a social conscience. I'm not talking about banning porn or anything like that, but I want to know where do the porn companies get off, pun intended, trying to tell everybody else what's good for the planet? <laughs> like, just deal in what you deal in. Just deal in smut and people masturbating and then, like, everybody's fine. It would be like a shoe salesman coming up to you trying to sell you plumbing materials. It's like, why am I buying this from you? You have no business here. You have no business in this sphere, in this space. Why are you trying to tell me what kind of guttering I should have on my villa? I'm here for a pair of sneakers. You know what I mean? Can the dirtiest porn ever help clean up our filthy beaches? I, I thought, well, that's a, it's an interesting uh, question to pose, so I, I have to read on. It's an interesting mix, porn and pollution, but this raunchy new campaign could be the answer to what's killing some of our best beaches. <laughs> are, you, are you drawing the link here? I, I haven't yet. I haven't gotten the link. Maybe we should just watch the ad that Pornhub has put out, the uh, awareness campaign that Pornhub is launching. Let's have a look. There's a nice beach if you're listening to the podcast. There's a nice, lovely beach. Now, there's a hot young couple. She's jiggling around. They're walking on the beach. He's just grabbed a handful of ass. <laughs> yeah. The words that are flashing up on the screen say, here at Pornhub, we believe in the dirtier, the better. And then as the camera goes out to the to the high shot you see a beach full of you know plastic cups and garbage bags and stuff and it says but even for us there's a limit over six million tons of waste wash up on our shore every year gee i, I gee i really hope that they're not planning on inserting these ads halfway through a dogging video you know what i mean like just at that pivotal moment when the guy starts teabagging, uh, you know, the, the receptionist, you don't want this coming up. <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Wow, maybe I should do something about the environment. What the hell am I doing with my life? You put the Kleenex away, you pull your pants up, and you get out to the beach and start picking up trash. Maybe that's what they think's going to happen.
endangering these already fragile ecosystems. Isn't it nice to get a lecture about social conscience from the porn companies? Like this, this is next level SJW. This is next level social justice warrior. The, the people who are producing smut are now lecturing you on the environment. Like the fucking world's gone mad. Look, look, I, I know you're having fun watching uh, Jizz Hungry Tit Sluts 4 on Pornhub, but can you do us a favor and just spare a moment and think about, uh, you know, your recycling? Are you putting the cans in the recycling bin? What are you doing with your paper, your waste paper? You're not putting that in the general trash, are you? I know you're having fun watching Raunchy Hot Teens 66, but if you could do us a favor, just speak to your neighbors. Next time you masturbate, um, before you engage, could you just go over to the neighbor's place and ask them what they're doing with their recycled food stuff? So are they putting it in some kind of uh, vegetation mix? Perhaps they should start growing their own vegetables. You know, you can live without plastic. You don't need plastic as much as you think. We decided to do something about it. <laughs> Pornhub's dirtiest porn ever. <laughs> Everywhere you turn. Imagine being in a space where you're like, Western civilization is coming to an end. That depresses me. They're impeaching uh, the president of the United States on very flimsy grounds. That depresses me. The surveillance state is basically abusing its power to uh, lie to Pfizer courts in order to obtain surveillance warrants. That depresses me. You know what? With all of this depression, with all of this sadness in my life, I'm just going to go and masturbate for a while. That, that always makes me feel better. That always picks me up. So you get your laptop out, you get into the position, you're ready to go. Next thing you know, have you considered recycling more? You know we're killing the planet here. It's like I, I can't even jerk off in peace anymore. You can't you can't even you can't even get off in the privacy of your own home on your own without somebody trying to lecture you about the fucking planet. I, I guess the next step would be like you're halfway through the act and then you you Greta Thunberg props up. It's like how dare you? It's like that's it. I'm cutting my dick off. I'm I'm going I'm going full you know androgynous from here on out. I don't want these testicles anymore. They are of no use to me. If I, if, I, if I can't jerk off in the privacy of my own home without getting lectured about the state of the oceans and the pollution on the beach, then I have no business doing this. I'm done. I'm checking out. Maybe then I'll get some sympathy. <laughs> Consider the, new offer, uh, the newest offering from Pornhub to be triple A dirty. The site is offering a flick featuring hot amateur couple, Lilu, getting frisky on a beach that is loaded with plastic trash. Jumping on the eco bandwagon, Pornhub will mark each viewing with a donation to Ocean Polymers, a non-profit organisation working on sending a ship to sea that will pick up plastic recycling from the world's waters and spread awareness about a pressing environmental issue. While the flick in the site's dirtiest porn ever campaign might appeal to a narrow slice of fetishists, the largest point being made is that a trashy background can put a damper on our trashiest viewing. On screen, the couple's pornographic acting gets obscured by uh, 
Detrius, I can't read it, until a cleanup crew dressed in hazmat-style suits adorned with Pornhub Cares logo. Pornhub Cares, ladies and gentlemen. They're saying the president's on his way. I still, I'm watching. I still see Mike Pence. So I'll just wrap this story up and then we'll say goodbye to our Periscope and YouTube audience. If you want to watch the president's rally with us, ladies and gentlemen, dlive.tv forward slash boogie bumper. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I'll bid you adieu. I'll be right back with uh, the president's speech. He's he's on now. So thanks everyone for joining us. If you want to carry on, head over to dlive boogie bumper and we'll see you in a couple of minutes.